isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all, to feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Decoding the Unknown, the show where we decode the unknown. Uh, this one written by Katie, read by me, Chemtrails, we'd be in control from above. Uh, the format of the show, if you're new here, never read this before, we're going to explore it together. I do know a little bit about chemtrails because <laughs> obviously they're not real, are they? I mean, they're called contrails and they come out of the back of planes. They're, they're just condensation, right? From like warm emitting cold air and making little clouds, you know? Like things that exist rather than the government spreading or whoever. <laughs> the New World Order. <laughs> Who cares? It's all nonsense. But we're going to spend a long time today discussing that. I imagine so, unless Katie has uncovered some vast conspiracy and it turns out the chemtrails are actually real and we've blown the lid on something huge. But probably not because you'd have heard about it on the news. And if you're watching this video after following some news article about it, then, uh, well, you're not, are you? Because it's not real. Let's go. <laughs> Originally, I suggested this topic as it seemed kind of easy and fun to pull apart, and in fact, whoa, whoa, steady on, Katie. <laughs> it sounds like you're about to be like, turns out it's real. Uh-oh. In fact, I was even having trouble finding any pro-chemtrail materials with general Google searches. Then I went down a rabbit hole of Facebook groups and YouTube videos, and that's when I started getting a bit panicky. Why? Because it suddenly occurred to me that maybe I'm just part of the sheeple after all. No, Katie, you're not! Chemtrails aren't real! Unless I read this, this whole script that uh, it, it ends with me, now I'm... I'm just Alex Jones. I'm just like, it's just, I've changed my entire brand. And now I'm just pro-conspiracy theory. I'm no longer a sheep. I'm thinking for myself. My giant brain is active. I see photo after photo, video after video, and post after post telling me that I'm being lied to, that the health of myself and my family is at risk, and that we're all just bumbling along while other people pull the strings, and the only thing I can do about it is join this growing voice, this revolution that's being swatted away as mere conspiracy nuts, paranoid weirdos, who are, in reality, the only people who can see the whole truth of the situation. And I don't want to be a sheep blindly following the herd if the direction we're all headed is mute surrender and slaughter. I don't want to be complicit or accepting in the face of schemes so blatant that surely everyone could see them for what they are. Oh god, Katie, have they finally turned you? No! While I feel like I have a healthy skepticism for some things I'm told, I also feel like I have no knowledge or way of knowing if other things I'm told are true or not. So what's a person to do? At some point you have to trust, because it's like, and you have to find the people that you can trust and they're not in facebook groups they're like scientists and engineers and uh yeah like that like if like 9 11 right it's like yeah the vast majority in fact almost all engineers other than a tiny minority are like yeah 9 11 it was just the the art the, the steel or whatever it's made out of got real hot and then it collapsed because there were planes blown into it and then 
there's a really small group of people on Facebook being like, oh, it doesn't work like that. Steel doesn't melt at those temperatures. <laughs> Don't believe them, believe the engineers, the vast majority of engineers. They're not all lying to you, are they? Turns out this video ages poorly when in 2050 it comes out that 9-11 was a false flag operation for some reason. <laughs> Which it wasn't, never gonna happen, I'll eat a hat if it does. If I'm still alive in 20, oh I hope I'm still alive in 2050, I wouldn't even be that old, Jesus, why did I say that? It's not even that long away, oh god. So what's a person to do? Should I re-friend my old neighbour on Facebook who I had to delete for constantly posting nonsensical videos about COVID and child trafficking? Do I go all in, as it's pretty obvious that there are many, many things that us mere members of the public have no idea about? Do I follow Graham Linham on what used to be called Twitter? Who the fuck is Graham Linham? Well, that might be going a bit far. Wait, who is Graham Linham? Am I supposed to know who this is? Apparently, the last thing I googled on my iPad was Bill and Ben the Flowerpot Men. <laughs> what the fuck? Lin. Linum. Linum. Oh, he looks a bit wacky, doesn't he? Oh, he's... He's an Irish comedy writer and an anti-transgender activist. <laughs> Why? Just, what's your... I don't understand, like... I don't... Like... If that's the first thing about you, it's like the second thing is anti-transgender activist. It's like, why do you care? Why does anyone care about any of... I mean, like, not in the positive way of like... Uh, it's just like, why can't I just do what you want? Am I transgender? No. Do I give a shit that there are transgender people? No. Like, I just do, do, do what you want. It's fine. <laughs> I find it very strange when people take like a bizarrely strong opinion against this. It's like, just, just, d d I don't understand. Like, that person just feels like they're a man when they're a born a woman or they feel like a woman when they were born a man. I'm like, I don't, I'm, I know this is a political minefield and maybe I should be like, well, I do care because it's an important issue. And it's like, just do what you want to do. Like, I don't give a shit. As long as you're not hurting other people, it's fine. Wait, so why are we reading about Graham Linham? Is he also a conspiracy? He co-created the sitcoms Father Ted and Black Books. Oh, I quite liked Black Books. That was quite funny. And the IT crowd. Oh. Uh, I didn't... I never got into the IT crowd. My wife enjoys the IT crowd, and she was like, you'll like this too. And I watched a few episodes, and I just didn't get into it. Linham says he's a victim of cancel culture, and that his views have lost him work and ended his manage, marriage. Well, I don't think cancel culture ended your marriage, mate. And also... It just sounds like your views lost you work because your views are just a little bit unpleasant. <laughs> Would I like to work with you? No. <laughs> no. So I guess they did lose you work. But that's not being cancelled. That's just like if you're a prick. Uh, not that you are. Just, you know, some people might say. Might be my opinion that they seem, seem like they're a prick. But it's not a statement of objective fact. Well, then people don't want to work with you, do they? All right. So let's move on finally from Graham here. But my point is, I find it quite easy to be pulled into the vortex of swirling conspiracy theory. I guess the reason why I can't pull myself back out again is that I really prefer being on the outside of it. I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. It's dark, it's scary, and who knows what might be lying in wait at the end. If that's what it takes to pull the mask off the true face of our society, then I'm afraid you'll have to count me out. At least until the hole is made a bit less claustrophobic. Simon, will you take a torch, lots of batteries, and a nice big shovel to make it a bit less scary to go down this path? Okie dokie. If we can have some strong rope to help pull ourselves back out if we need to, that would be good too. The, the strong rope is my extremely rational mind. And now, I guess, we'll go into the hole. What are chemtrails? 
At the start of writing this, I had a vague outline of how to set it out, which basically said, what are chemtrails? What aren't chemtrails? Why is this a conspiracy theory? Mistrust of government, etc. A little peek behind the curtain of my writing process there. And that was about it. But I tell you what, those rabbit holes have side tunnels. So, so many side tunnels. So this is going to get a bit bigger than just some weird-ass clouds in the sky thing, but I digress. Let me get back to my amazingly handy original plan and talk about chemtrails and what they are. I'm sure everyone watching or listening to this has probably seen the sky at some point in their lives, <laughs> even if just in the YouTube video. Unless you're watching this from some post-apocalyptic world where you have to live in a bunker and someone downloaded the whole of YouTube so you've got stuff to watch while you uh, wait out the nuclear holocaust or whatever the fuck's going on on the surface. Or maybe the robots have finally... What do they say in the Matrix? They've like blacked out the sky. They've scorched the sky. It's pretty big, usually some shade of blue, that gets gradually darker as the sun goes down. Wet stuff sometimes falls out of it, and a lot of the time you can see white fluffy things up there which are sometimes quite scary and dark depending on what's going on in that sky of ours. Sky is pretty neat. Anyway, those white fluffy things are called clouds, and normal clouds are formed of teensy tiny ice crystals of water or water droplets. You might see other white stuff in the sky, generally coming out of the back end of an aeroplane. These are called contrails, which is a portmanteau of the words condensation and trails. Guess it's not technically a portmanteau, sorry about that. Basically, the white streaks that the planes often leave behind happen when the hot exhaust of said plane mixes with the colder temperatures found at high altitudes. God, I'm such a big brain. <laughs> Need that immediately. This causes enough condensation to form visible cloud-like trails which hang around for various lengths of time depending on atmospheric conditions. Okay, so what? Well, if you've branched off down the conspiracy side tunnel, you may be familiar with the term chemtrail. This is made by adding, ke adding chem, short for chemical, to the front of the word trail, short for trail. Chemtrail, get it? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not very big brain because the people who came up with this have small brains. An intentional trail of chemicals spewing from the plane, planes overhead. Why? Well, for many reasons, apparently, including manipulating the weather, the testing of biological or chemical weapons, and many other sorts of experimental stuff on us poor shabos on the ground. And none of it is good. Now, before we get into that, however, let's reverse back to the main tunnel and look at exactly what chemtrails are and what they are not. What aren't chemtrails? Okay, so sticking to my very thorough and well-thought-out plan so far, just to make sure we're all on the same conspiracy path here, here are a few things that either do not count as chemtrails or have been wrongly identified as chemtrails. Number one, contrails. Well, duh, this is one of the major points of this whole episode, but just briefly, contrails are the commonplace cloud-like trails that dissipate very quickly. Chemtrails contain other things, allegedly, so may either be bigger in size and or last a lot longer in the atmosphere than regular old contrails. We'll be making these comparisons a lot, so let's just move on to cover the rest of the list first. Number two, crop dusting. Hey, sometimes planes do spray things into the air on purpose, but this usually happens at a very localized level. If you see a small plane flying low with a big cloud of stuff coming out the back of it, this is probably, and hopefully, what is now called aerial application. Why did they have to rename crop dusting? <laughs> They'll be using planes to squirt fertilizers, pesticides, or fungicides over an area of crops. Sometimes various seeds are also sown airily as well. No way! They plant seeds with planes? That's amazing! Humans are cool. The plumes of dust you might see from these activities are not chemtrails, as they do not create long-lasting streaks high up in the sky. Number 3. Aircraft Pollution It's nice to think that normal, the normal trails we see behind planes are just water vapor. How innocent and clean. Yeah, it's like just because you're not seeing the huge amount of... The amount of petrol or... Uh, what's it called? Kerosene that airplanes burn is insane. Like, it's just... They are burning it! Burning, burning, burning! 
But no, obviously planes burn a lot of fossil fuels and emit a lot of CO2. I don't like it. Like when I book a flight, it's like I'm always gonna go by plane. It's not like I'm just gonna see the, you know, that CO2. Do you have this in America as well? When you book a flight, they always tell you like how many tons of CO2 that you're you're emitting on your flight. And it's like you just it just makes me feel bad because it's not like, oh well, I just see that I make like seven hundred tons of CO2 by just me taking this little journey. I guess it's not so little. But it's like, oh my god. Okay. Well, I guess I'm not gonna go there. Well, no, obviously not. I'm still gonna book it, and I just feel bad that I've emitted seven hundred tons of carbon dioxide. It's like calorie counts on menus. I'm not gonna change what I'm ordering. I'm just gonna feel a bit shitty about eating it. Why do you have to do this? I still have to have lunch. But no, planes obviously burn a lot of fossil fuels and emit a lot of CO2. When people talk about chemtrails, however, they're not talking about super-polluted lines left in the sky by passing aircraft. They're talking about specially created chemical mixes that are intentionally being sprayed out by a plane. And while we've mentioned this, here's another thing that is not technically a chemtrail, but does tie into the conspiracy theories around it, and that's number four cloud seeding. Starting from early 1946, scientists and meteorologists have been attempting to influence clouds to create more precipitation by seeding them with various substances that can induce an increase in the number or size of ice particles and therefore more rain or snow. It sounds pretty good. There have been differing accounts, however, as to whether cloud seeding is actually worth the bother or not. There are also conflicting views on whether the substances used to increase precipitation, such as silver iodide, present any dangers to the people, animals, or environment onto which the seeded clouds dump out their content. I think the general consensus at the moment is the amount of silver iodide used is an acceptably safe amount, but there haven't been studies into the long-term issues. Yeah, I remember making a video and it was like, this whole cloud seeding thing, it might not actually work. Like, the, the science is definitely not in. Because before making that video, I was kind of like, yeah, cloud seeding, like where they shoot up rockets into the sky and then it rains or some shit like that. The water appears. And apparently the science is just not as locked in as I thought, apparently. Anyway, I added this as it's an example of weather modification that seems to have good intentions and is carried out quite legally and actually much more frequently than I realized. According to Popular Science's website, quote, the Chinese Meteorological Association is the world's biggest cloud seeding operation, reportedly creating billions of tons of rain every year to the tune of hundreds of millions of dollars. Okay, well, maybe it does work in China. It also states that local officials from Wyoming to Mumbai carry out summertime seeding to provide rainfall for farmers, and state and city officials seed clouds in the Sierra Nevada each winter, hoping for a little extra snow in the lucrative tourist season. Oh my god, it's really going on. Well, maybe it does work. Now I don't know. I thought it really, I thought the science really wasn't in. It's just, if it doesn't work, they're wasting a huge amount of money, aren't they? So far, so benign. But have you heard of Operation Popeye? No, I haven't, Katie. Tell me more. Here's where shadowy undercover stuff starts to enter the chat. Between 1967 and 1972, the US military were enacting covert cloud seeding missions designed to lengthen Vietnam's monsoon season to help the US in their war effort against the North. The rainy season was apparently 35 to 45 days longer than average each year. They did this with the aim of making roads harder to drive on and causing flooding and landslides to make it difficult or impossible for North Vietnamese supply trucks to go anywhere. Whether the increase in they've actually, it's like from Red Alert 2 or whatever, they've actually made a weather control machine. Whether the increase in rain was actually real and was caused by cloud seeding has only been confirmed anecdotally, but the fact that the US was using weather modification as a military tactic was shocking to people when the reports were declassified a couple of years yet later. Yeah, of course it would be. It would sort of, it'd be amazing. They'd be like, it would be someone today being like, oh yeah, we've been using this incredible technology, which you didn't even think was possible. You'd be like, God damn, okay, guys. <laughs> Military really does have the best shit. 
Quick to stop other countries doing onto them what they had just done to another, the U.S. held talks with the then-Soviet Union, whacked up the Convention on the Prohibition of Military or Any Other Hostile Use of Environmental Modification Techniques, which entered into force in October 1978. Articles include, quote, Each state party to this convention undertakes not to engage in military or any other hostile use of environmental modification techniques having widespread, long-lasting, or severe effects as the means of destruction, damage, or injury to other state party. Spoil sport. <laughs> Someone out there was like, I was finally working on making hurricanes and now this? You bastards, my life's work! This is then clarified to say, the term environmental modification techniques refers to any technique for changing through the deliberate manipulation of natural processes, the dynamics, composition, or structure of the Earth, including its biota, lithosphere, hydrosphere, and atmosphere, or of outer space. <laughs> okay, scientists got those sciencey words in there. Trying to cover all their bases for the future there, it seems. This might have been fine in the 1970s, but nowadays, with climate change and therefore environmental experiments at the forefront of many a mind, it seems that the convention would be extremely hard to enforce. In the popular science article, Deborah Gordon, director of the Energy and Climate Program at Carnegie at the Carnegie Endowment for International Peace, agrees, she's quoted as saying, There's a lack of transparency in the research. We don't even know what people are working on. You can't govern something you can't see. And that's for peaceful applications. How do we know there aren't Operation Popeyes going on or not? Now, the main difference between cloud seeding and other weather manipulation possibilities is that cloud seeding is currently allowed as it uses weather that is already there, clouds hanging out in the sky. It's not creating the weather to begin with. Well, doesn't the thing also say that they can't do it? It's got to be a hostile thing. If they're just like making it rain, that's not hostile. It's at this overlapping frontier of well-intentioned experimentation that possible secretive not-so-well-intentioned experimentation and easily explainable not-suspicious stuff that the whole chemtrails theory lies. Exploring the Conspiracy Theory at surface level, the chemtrail crowd believed that the trails produced by the planes in the sky are actually filled with chemicals or biological agents of some kind. These are then used for a variety of reasons, from manipulating the weather or geoengineering to purposefully poisoning or performing chemical weapons tests on the population below. This is scary stuff, and if I did believe it, I would not set a foot outside my house for fear of poison raining down on me. Hang on. Since the pandemic, chemtrails have also variously spread COVID, as well as distributed the vaccines for it. It's like, guys, make up your minds. What is it doing? Well, it's doing both. And then we breathe in those microchips, don't we? Yes! Can we have it both ways? Well, it seems we can. Don't worry, though. If you put a bowl of white vinegar outside, this is apparently enough to, to clear up your immediate vicinity. A YouTube video from Divine Truth 2 states, White vinegar is acetic acid, and it releases negative ions into the atmosphere when it evaporates. Putting a couple of liters of it in bowls or open jars, or even better, warming it in a slow cooker outside your home, will remove chemical chemtrails and artificial clouds, allowing the sun to shine through. This is chemistry, so please try it before you discount it. <laughs> You're gonna know your name is insane. It's like, what's that? Ah, oh, yeah, that's my uh, Instapot. Why is it? Why have you set it up outside on an extension cable? Is that vinegar? What? What are you doing? It's like, oh, it's to keep the chemtrails away. I'd be like, <laughs> okay, Trevor. <laughs> I'm going back inside my house now, Trevs. Oh, I don't doubt that it's chemistry, my dear. I just don't think that a few balls scattered about outside is going to do anything to dispel clouds of chemicals many thousands of feet above you, but hey, whatever makes you feel better. At least if I see a slow cooker outside someone's home, I can warn the kids to avoid the house come Halloween. Yes. It's like, oh, an insane person lives here. 
Drill deeper into the conspiracy theory, however, and you'll find that at a subsurface level, its tunnels run and join with the huge underground lake of conspiracy theories that is basically that the global elite are trying to enslave us all. I also saw the theory that chemtrails are just a distraction to prevent us from noticing that the cabal is trying to control the jet stream to then focus solar radiation on the Earth's core. <laughs> this will then trigger a massive subduction event which will basically ruin the entire Earth's surface. A subduction is done when the edge of one tectonic plate goes under the edge of another. This causes volcanoes to be pushed up, earthquakes and tsunamis to occur, and could change the shape of entire continents. I mean, as theories go, this one is a big one, but what exactly would be the point of that? Yeah, it's always like, to what end? To what end, conspiracy theorists? Why? Why does the global elite want to end? And let's not, let's not even talk about how solar radiation is shining through the Earth's core, into the Earth's core. Do you have any idea how far down that is? It's far. I tell you, it's far. There's a lot of stuff in between that. There's a whole mantle. It's pointless arguing with people who believe chemtrails are man-made crowd, con crowd control solutions. As we already know, there's no telling anyone anything these days. Yeah, the people who believe in this and are watching this video are just, they're immediately thinking right now, Simon's being so dismissive. He hasn't looked at any of the evidence. He's not, you know, this. He's just a sheep. Blah, blah, blah. Let me write something in the comments. You know what? I'm not reading the comments. I don't read the comments. Why would I read the comments? I'm not insane. <laughs> not on a video like this. I'll read the comments on, like, other videos. But on this one, like, some decoding the unknowns about conspiracy theorists, you're like... <laughs> <laughs> there be demons and if you're thinking about commenting you are one of those demons i mean not if you're leaving like a comment being like ah chemtrails people are dumb but if you're leaving it like well simon actually i used to know someone who worked somewhere who worked with someone who knew someone in the nsa and the global elite cabal and they were trying to subduct some continent into some other continent to make a tsunami <laughs> it's like sure you did mate sure you did <laughs> If a video purportedly from someone who admits to spraying dangerous chemicals in the air is flagged as false information, the chemtrail crowd will therefore automatically believe that it's true. The fact that the air and ground samples taken in response to chemtrail fears have shown nothing particularly harmful in them just means that they're either fake or not carried out properly. I looked up a scientist that I saw in a video who was saying that chemtrails are real. But then he had a whole bunch of other stuff on his page, and in fact, one of the comments under a post was that the whole global subduction thing I just mentioned is real. So yes, not gaining much credibility in my book. Is he really a scientist? What sort of scientist is he? <laughs> he's like the same way. He's a scientist the same way that chiropractors are doctors. Allegedly. Also in this video, an excerpt of which was published in the Chemtrails Over America channel, was a former pilot who was explaining how in the olden days contrails would last no longer than a minute. But now they're hanging around for much longer, so there must be something going on. To prove how official he was, he was wearing what looked like a dark pilot's cap, a white short-sleeved uniform-looking shirt complete with a black tie and some off-white chinos. Basically, he looked like someone dressing up in various different components of a pilot's uniform to add weight to his words. Yeah, you know what pilots don't wear? wear when they're not piloting pilots uniforms <laughs> his caption always given as former commercial airline pilot making his outfit appear even more ridiculous as he wasn't even employed by an airline anymore anyway he was no scientist so i don't know what he added to the argument as i remember seeing contrails in the sky when i was a nipper and they definitely didn't disappear in under a minute you could follow the path of the plane by eye for as long as you want it yeah honestly what does the captain of the plane know any day he's always in the plane he can't see it someone on the ground has a better perspective than the captain of the plane 
Checking in on a chemtrails Facebook page really makes me scared how the minds of some of these people work. What doesn't help is the actual extreme weather that countries all around the world are currently experiencing. As I write this, Maui just suffered from a devastating wildfire. Half of Canada seems to be on fire. European countries have experienced deadly heat waves and unparalleled flooding, and Hurricane Hillary blew through my state just a couple of days ago, the first tropical storm to hit California for over 80 years. People would post all kinds of things asking why this building burned, but this tree didn't, and how can an in desert flood when a coastal city didn't. Sometimes I'm like, oh my god, they're right, this is all so suspicious. Then I take a second to investigate for myself and it's all like, oh okay, these photos are from a totally different event years ago. And anyway, here are multiple different actual experts explaining things to me in a way that I can understand and makes total sense. Phew, mental meltdown averted. Yeah, but for some reason people who believe in conspiracy theories, they don't do that. They're just like, cool, done seen it that's all i need to know no need to do any other research of any kind whatsoever i'm convinced i do think these people might just be a little bit there's something wrong in their brain i don't necessarily think they're dumb i don't think they're super bright but i don't think they're like i don't think they're dumb off like all the time it's just there's something in their brain that just works a little bit differently for some reason was this down to geoengineering? Not really. Was it down to climate change? Well, you betcha. Climate change is really the ultimate form of geoengineering, don't you think? We've run roughshod over this planet for so long now that we're actually reaping the consequences and people are looking for anyone to blame but themselves. But let's get back to chemtrails, shall we? There's currently a petition in the on the UK website 38degrees.org.uk, which is a call for the Department of Energy and Climate Change to inform the public of the United Kingdom about all atmospheric spraying pro programs. 38degrees.org.uk Just to want to clarify something, just because you're a .org.uk, it sounds really official, but it means nothing. You can, I could just go register like cockface.org.uk and it doesn't add any authority, just in case people were thinking that for a second. Like gov.uk, obviously a little bit different. Or like military.uk, I don't know, like there's official ones. Org is not one of them. All right, sounds fair enough. The petition, which is just shy of its 7,000 signatures needed at the time of writing, asked the department to fully inform the wider general public of the United Kingdom about all atmospheric aerosol injection and spraying programs, whether they are weather modification, geoengineering activities, experimental testing or otherwise, and to explain why such activities are being allowed to take place in UK airspace without our fully informed permission or consent. There are some pretty good comments underneath, such as, if it was safe, why are they lying to us? The difference between contrails and chemtrails is obvious. They treat us like brain-dead fools. This is done on orders of elected, billi unelected billionaire megalomaniacs, and their headquarters are WF, oh, World Economic Forum, NATO, WHO, ETC, and one of heads is none other than Sausage Fingers himself, Charles. <laughs> it's amusing because he does have sausage fingers. That's the most correct thing you said in this comment. Also, do you not understand how insane the statement is, if it was safe, why are they lying to us? That makes no sense. <laughs> Who's lying? What, what do you mean? <laughs> Another commenter said, God help us all if this continues. I'm worried about the future generations. I'm 60 this year, and I have never seen such betrayal by these vile lunatics. And there's the current levels of stratospheric aerosol spraying, aka chemtrails trailing, is very likely the greatest risk to man and life of all forms on Earth. Okay, <laughs> these are the sorts of comments they're gonna be on this video. Hello there, lunatics. So let's get down to business. Is this really happening? Are these people reacting to a specific event or just reacting to what's outlined in the petition? I was impressed at first. It had nearly 7,000 signatures, but then I saw it had been running for five years. So not exactly an overnight success. Yeah, there's a lot of people 
So statistically, seven of a thousand of them are going to be a bit dim or have that little bit of their brain not working properly that I just discussed. If you're frustrated about how general this episode is, it's because the whole thing is rather nebulous. Chemtrails are trails of chemicals. What kind of chemicals? Well, who knows, but they're definitely bad for us and the planet. What is the point of chemtrails? Well, it could be anything from chemical warfare to mind control to sterilization to forced weather modification. It ain't good, though, and the global elite are definitely behind it. If you don't believe they're real, you are a dumb sheep. That's about as clear as it gets, I'm afraid. It's clear as mud. Is clear as a chemtrail! I know this episode has been quite disparaging about the whole thing so far, but another side tunnel in the rabbit warren led me to find out that Britain, for one, has carried out many secret experiments to see the effects of potential biological warfare on its population. While they didn't release ricin or anthrax or anything, they did release lots of fluorescent zinc cadmium, cadmium sulfide from planes over populated areas without the public's knowledge to see how the particles would spread. Yes, they did. I think they've done this in America as well. Does it mean that chemtrails, like being sprayed from commercial passengers, are real? No, it does not. According to an article in The Guardian titled Millions Were in Germ War Tests, it states, While the government has insisted the chemical is safe, cadmium is recognized as a cause of lung cancer, and during the Second World War, it was considered by the Allies as a chemical weapon. These particular plane tests were carried out between 1955 and 1963. You may have noticed that this is way after the Second World War. The article mentions lots of other experiments, including the DICE trials in South Dorset between 1971 and 1975. These involved US and UK military scientists spraying into the air massive quantities of Serratia marcescens bacteria with an anthrax simulant and phenol. Now this does sound insanely scary. According to scientists who looked into the safety of these tests, they concluded that there had been no risk to public health. Only two looked into it, though, and it was decades after the tests were done. Some in the affected areas reported increases in birth defects over the time period of some of the trials, but the government has not taken any responsibility or acknowledged these as being related to the tests. Germ warfare tests near or over popular cities were also carried out by the US pretty willy-nilly in the 50s and 60s, until the research was officially shut down in 1969 by President Nixon. What a hero. President Nixon. One of the greats. <laughs> what we're saying is there have been many instances of governments doing secret aerial spray tests over populated areas to simulate biological warfare attacks. Some of these have had detrimental effects on the local environment and certain high-risk humans. This is not the same as chemtrails, though. Chemtrails are supposedly purpose-built to distribute whatever over a certain area, not simulate how something else might act. So let's talk about those nefarious chemicals in the stratosphere. If planes are spewing them out to fall on us dullards below, how harmful can they actually be? And the easy answer here is, well, not very. Contrails form because of condensation caused by hot plane exhausts hitting cold temperatures. Chemtrails would also have to have the condensation factor in order to be visible, therefore they must also be produced at high altitudes. Yeah, chemtrails, wait, let me read that again. Chemtrails would need to have the condensation factor in order to be visible. Well, unless, th this is the thing, like a crop duster, right? When it sprays all that stuff, you can see it. But, so, theoretically, you could be like, well, yeah, no, the planes are just spraying out that stuff. And that's what you're seeing. It's not condensation. But the amount of stuff they'd have to carry to make that kind of, like, line in the sky would be insane. So high that anything in them will be dispersed so far above us ground dwellers that anything potentially falling on us will be extremely minimal. As we've seen from past history, if any government or department wanted to carry out, for example, mass sterilizations on certain sectors of the population, they just did it the old-fashioned way, by just fucking doing it. They don't spray some crap miles above the earth and hope enough of a concentration lands on the right people and not on any of their own friends and relatives. 
and adding chemicals to be sprayed out in certain locations would require the knowledge and consent of the pilot and or aircraft crew. The amount of so-called chemtrails that are in the sky can't be produced by secret private or military aircraft. Commercial planes also need to be in on it. Also, you can be like you can look up at the sky and be like, wow, that train's got a, that that plane's got a big trail behind it. And then you open up flight radar or flight tracker 24 or whatever and you can be like oh well yeah no that's the uh that's amsterdam to chicago and you're like <laughs> you know just like klm it's it's not like you're not like oh that's just that plane's not on the thing it's it is and you could see it and it's you could probably like go if you're really curious you can go to the airport and see all the people get on the plane is there a button in the cockpit that says spray that some person has to press at a certain point? Or maybe it's coded to say something else like peace sprinkles, happy seeds, or smart water. Commercial pilots fly all over the world. Are they really exposing people below to more than just regular old air pollution and the occasional chunk of frozen wee? Wait, that's not real, is it? Like, the airplanes don't dump that stuff out of the plane, do they? They just store it in like a tank on the plane, right? Can they guarantee the targeting of their chemicals? What if there are stronger winds than anticipated and all stuff below just blows over their own state instead of the one they were aiming for? It just doesn't seem very likely or efficient. But oh, hang on, I forgot about the cabal controlling the jet stream. Now I suppose they can aim those chemical clouds wherever they want. And how are these chemicals being loaded onto the plane? Did my suitcase not make it to South Carolina just before Christmas because it got bumped for a barrel full of God knows what? You can usually see planes being loaded and unloaded from the airport terminal and nobody's ever seen conspicuous numbers of barrels or whatever constantly being put on or taken off and as i said you'd have to it would have to be an extraordinary amount in a facebook post in november 2022 someone posted three different photos with the caption barrels of chemtrails with an incorrect apostrophe <laughs> anyway these showed various examples of large round tanks which turned out to be a fuel and b water to simulate passenger and luggage weight for test flights these barrels weren't hidden either they took up a lot of the interior so it's not as though you can covertly sneak them onto a commercial plane without anyone going mm. I'd be next to a giant ominous looking barrel with a skull and crossbones on it. Also, the photos weren't taken with a secret camera hidden in someone's button. At least one of them was an official press tour photo that was published in a newspaper. Worryingly, a grown man wrote under this post, Hypothetical question, if we were to somehow shoot one of these planes down, would it be considered self-defense? <laughs> uh, no, you dunce. It would be considered mass murder and or a terrorist act. <laughs> Honestly, some people. You would think that not every single scientist would be in big government's pockets, and that some would speak out if they thought this was actually happening. I'm not talking about the odd one here or there, like the guy in the video with the old pilot wearing his uniform. I'm talking about whole groups or departments. A research group under Professor David Keith of Harvard states, quote, We have not seen any credible evidence that chemtrails exist. If we did see evidence that governments were endangering their own citizens in the manner alleged in the chemtrails conspiracy, we would be eager to expose and stop any such activity. Well, you'd hope anyway. Try telling that to Mr. Super Subduction event and see how far that gets you. Yeah, you just can't can't be telling some people. In a total coincidence, while I'm writing this, I had a Facebook memories thing pop up. Yes, I'm old and still use Facebook. Anyway, on this day, 14 years ago, I posted two pictures of contrails in my album Cackmeister General. Because, as well as being old, I'm also hilarious. <laughs> Cackmeister. One of these showed contrails in a noughts and crosses grid formation, and another showed even more vertical and horizontal lines crisscrossing over my town. I didn't make any reference to chemtrails, as I hadn't heard of them, and I thought that the lines just looked cool, although one of my friends posted a comment a year later saying, Conspiracy theory, they are chemtrails, with five exclamation points. 
I managed to have a baby a few years late, so I guess the birth control chemical in them wasn't working. But I probably wouldn't argue if it came out that the intelligence of that particular town was lower than average. A vague conclusion. Alright, I think I managed to convince myself at least that those lines in the sky are just normal airplane trails and nothing to worry about. Well, good, Katie, because you're absolutely correct. Are they hanging around longer than they used to? Well, unless people have been timing how long they take to dissipate over the last few decades, well, it's kind of hard to tell. There are also multiple factors involved in how long a contrail will take to disappear. Maybe there are new components of jet fuel that make contrails last in the air longer than they used to. Vapor clouds could last longer in higher humidity conditions, so maybe the warming of the planet is also a contributing factor. Actor. Maybe they are exactly the same as they'd always been, but people are now paying more attention to them due to the various conspiracy theories attached to them. Interestingly, normal contrails themselves contribute to what might be considered weather modification or geoengineering. Because the planes flying at high altitude produce these cloud formations, these clouds and the nitrogen oxide that the planes emit actually contribute more to global warming than CO2 emissions from planes. What? Really? That's crazy. Oh my god, that makes me feel even worse about those CO2 numbers that I see when booking my flight. So let's end with a long quote from David Keith's Harvard Research Group. If you believe in chemtrails, ask yourself how you can be so certain there is indeed a grand conspiracy. Consider alternative, simpler explanations. Remember that the internet is filled with people who are completely sure about stuff that just isn't true. Remember that while governments can keep secrets that involve only a few people, they do a very bad job of keeping large-scale programs secret. The Russians, for example, knew specific details about the Manhattan Project before the first nuclear weapons test, and that was a case where those individuals had a clear patriotic motivation to keep the secret. If you think that aircraft contrails look different or are behaving strangely, consider that regular aircraft condensation trails contrails, are sometimes long-lasting, and the way they look can change suddenly along a flight path as aircraft fly through regions with different temperature and humidity. This is well understood and has been demonstrated by ground observation and by scientific research performed by thousands of people over many decades. Of course, it's possible that something else is going on, but to prove it, one would need more than simple photographs of something that looks entirely consistent with normal contrails. And that, David, is why you're at Harvard, because you have a massive brain. Thanks for calming us all down, Professor Keith. Unless you're just a shill for the global elite, in which case, screw you. Now, please excuse me. I've got a subduction to prepare for. Yes, and that's where we end today's slightly ridiculous episode. Thank you so much for being here. If you enjoy the show, please do leave it a review. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe. Or maybe use that dislike button if you think that I'm a sheep. And uh, I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.